We are at episode 110 of the Joy Loving Home podcast. For longtime listeners, you know that means this is part of a series I do every 10th episode in which I encourage us to break a role of organizing. And since I started, I have expanded it to sometimes we bend a role, sometimes we actually keep a role. <laughs> and today we're going to bend a role of organizing if you have ADHD that I am focusing on called the one in, one out role. And why parts of this work for us and parts of this role definitely do not. So let's dig in. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy Ridenauer, wife, mom of four, and unorganized professional organizer. Yep, I just admitted that. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized that there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, productivity should fit the way your brain thinks. Someone once said, everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. Well, fish, <laughs> let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn to swim with the current of your life. It's time to say yes to unorganized organization and flexible productivity time to choose joy. I'm a little late getting the podcast posted this week because I was working with a client earlier in the week and it got me to thinking about the one in one out role. And I was like, yes, this is the one I actually want to talk about in our series of rules to break. I got to thinking about it because if you've listened in the past to who hires a professional organizer it's funny, so often the people that actually hire me are really well-organized people themselves. They just have hit a crossroads of either lack of time or kind of lack of interest in a space because just life is, life circumstances have made it that they just can't or, or are not interested in putting the time into organizing a space, but they desire the organization of it and they know how to maintain it and they know how they want it. It's just, this is the easier path for them, which is great. Um, it's part of why I have a job. <laughs> so that's wonderful. But it's funny because this particular client is very highly organized. And when she hired me, there was a little bit of like, oh, <laughs> am I really going to be able to make any kind of difference in her spaces? I was only because she would take things so far and then just lose interest or time in sort of finishing out systems that she wanted in place. But one of the things, this is my third year through now, helping her right here at this transition of the seasons time, because she's big on decorating for the seasons, sort of reorganized the holiday closet at Halloween, I think was actually one of the first jobs I did with her. And then it transitioned into getting her, Hallow uh, her Christmas decorations all set. And usually she has me come fairly early and get Christmas set. 
you know, some of us like it Christmas up very early. Some of us, because we travel at Thanksgiving, just want to come back from Thanksgiving and know it's all done. But it was nice because I had set up the system with her Christmas decorations really well. And I, I have it down to science now when I go to help her sort of that changing of the seasons and making sure things are all sort of re-situated the way they should have been as we're putting Halloween away and getting Christmas out. But she invariably will get new things. When she does, there's always that question of that one in, one out. And so I was thinking about how this actually is a really, really helpful rule for people who have achieved a status of already sort of having a system and a home for everything and are fairly well organized. But it can be really muddy for those of us with ADHD when our houses aren't where we want them to be yet. And so let's sort of, I guess, break down this rule and talk about the effective parts of it and the ineffective parts of it for us. Just bringing it together, I fully agree with this rule and think it's highly effective if the items in your home have a set space and you have mastered the container method. And by the container method, and Dana K. White of A Slob Comes Clean talks about this really well, containers are meant to help you understand the, the parameters of space you have to store a specific type of thing. If you have too many clothes for your dresser, you have two choices. You say, oh, I'll get a second dresser. Most of us don't have space for that. Or I will edit my clothes down so they fit in the container I own, which are my dresser drawers. And then once I have it edited, when I buy a new piece of clothing, in order for one to go in, something has to come out. Hence, the one in one out rule is born so that you don't have things starting to pile up all over places again because there's no place to put them away because you didn't take something out when you were bringing something in. This is fantastic for like items with like items. You have 20 t-shirts in your t-shirt drawer and it fits perfectly and you buy a new t-shirt, therefore you're walking in and saying, okay, I purposely bought this t-shirt because I noticed my green t-shirt was really getting old and worn and had a tiny little hole in it. And so the point was to replace this old ratty t-shirt with this new t-shirt and therefore my brain computes and this makes perfect sense. Or gosh, I fell in love with this t-shirt. I have no real purpose for having bought it. I just thought it was super great. But when I'm bringing it into that drawer of 20 t-shirts and I don't have room for shirt number 21, I've noticed that I never, ever, ever pull this one t-shirt out, even though there's nothing wrong with it. I never wear it. So therefore, I'm going to pull that one out to make room for this new t-shirt that I love. See how lovely that role is. <laughs> and so very organized people are listening to that going, yeah, one in, one out rule. What's your problem with it, Joy? Well, my struggle with this for people with ADHD is that often we're buying impulsively. So it's not as thought out as, hey, I noticed that my green t-shirt was getting ratty. Next time I'm at the store, I'll look for another green t-shirt to replace it. We don't typically work in those types of pre-planned steps. There's an executive function issue. Doesn't happen. We are more likely to buy impulsively and 
we fall in love with an article of clothing and we're like, oh, this is awesome. And so when we purchase it, there wasn't a, I am replacing this with this concept in our head. Problem number one. Problem number two is that we don't even know how many t-shirts we have because they might not all be located in the same place. And we also don't know how much space we have for said t-shirts because we've never actually had them all washed, had them all folded, had the designated empty drawer to then stick them in so that we can decide what is the appropriate number. Maybe we have room for 25 in our drawer. Maybe we have room for 16, but we've never gone through the process to have a home for all of our t-shirts, so we don't know what that is. Bringing in this new t-shirt, it can be in our head to go, oh, I'm bringing a new one and I should get rid of one, but where is the one I want to get rid of? Is it in the wash? Is it I was frustrated when I put it on and it didn't fit right and I tore it off and I threw it aside and it's now fallen behind the chair in the corner of the bedroom and I'll see it again sometime when I go to vacuum that back corner but for right now I can't find it I don't know where it is and I'm not going to go replace it plus that's a whole nother step in the process and it just it falls apart before the in and the out happens (laughs) and then the other problem tends to be that our brain isn't necessarily saying oh, okay, I get the one in, one out is like item related. I just was thinking, I bought something, so now let me get rid of something, which by the way, that does work too. But it's not as smooth and beautiful as the rule for those who are organized intend it to be because you are adding to and subtracting from the same space so your organized contained life still works all nice and tidily. Not sure I've said that word before. Nice and tidy. But you're like, well, I bought a new pair of shoes and I got rid of an old ratty t-shirt. Doesn't compute. (laughs) And now you're frustrated because your shoes don't fit in the space and they seem to be kind of constantly toppling over. But when you go to look at your shoes, you're like, but I love that pair and I love that pair and I love that pair and I wear that pair all the time and I wear all that pair all the time. And I really wanted this pair and you're not really willing to get rid of another pair of shoes. And so you're like, but I got rid of an old t-shirt. So that counts, right? (laughs) And it does, it does count, but it's not, the rule is not functioning the way the rule was designed to function. And that's why I think that you need to bend it a little bit. You're like, okay, well, now that I know this rule could or could not work for me, and it sounds like it's going to be way in the distance, Joy, because my house is not organized yet, what to do in the meantime. So let's talk about what to do in the meantime in sort of the thought of the one in one out rule. One of them is when you are replacing something, you intentionally decided to replace something. Definitely when you come back across that thing that you replaced it with, then get rid of it. You might know in your head, oh gosh, you know, my shoes are all worn out. I've got to get a new pair of shoes instead of just letting that other pair wander off, like go ahead and get rid of them. Get rid of them the moment you think of it because you know you have a replacement and there's no need to hold on to it for any reason. That's sort of the simple way. Secondly, and this is kind of a fun one around Christmas time, and I don't even remember where I heard this suggested, but as you're getting packages delivered in boxes, think about saving that same box writing discard on it 
and just trying to fill it with anything that you can think of that you don't want or don't need anymore and driving it straight to Goodwill because the volume of whatever came in in that box is being that same volume of things is exiting your house. You don't have to overthink the, well, I bought a t-shirt, so now I'm getting rid of a t-shirt. You're at least saying as things are coming in, things are going out. So you're at least keeping up in some capacity with the number of items, even if they're not like items. That might be helpful. And then the third thing is to say to yourself, why am I bringing something in in the first place when you're at that impulse buy moment? It's a really hard one to bring to the forefront. So I get that this is pseudo good advice. (laughs) I have been known, I am, Target is a great trap for me and I love anything to do with decor, is I'll put stuff in my cart and I'll have this really, oh, I'm ready. Oh, I love these pillows. I'm going to replace my pillows. And oh my gosh, this candle works perfectly with that. And I'll look at this cute framed art and oh, this is a nice. And I'll have like a whole cart full of things that I'm like, this is just going to totally freshen up and revamp my living room. I'm so tickled with how pretty this looks. And then I go about the store to get the things I actually went in there for. Mine's a super target. So it can be anything from grabbing more toothpaste to grabbing some coffee creamer. And by the time I've done a full lap of the store, as I'm going back by the home decor area, I will often ask myself, okay, did you really want this? Did you really need this? Did you just get excited because it was cute? Do you want to deal with the cost of this? Do you want to deal with the grief of somebody in the house going, really? You bought more stuff? (laughs) Don't we already have throw pillows on our couch? Whatever the case may be. And I will often then unshop and just put everything back and exit the store with what I intended to get there in the first place. It allows you to have a little bit of a dopamine hit of you were having fun putting this stuff together. And then the sort of, there's a little letdown when you're putting it back. But then as you're exiting the store, proud of yourself for not having overpurchased and overbought and done. try it once. It may or may not work for you. But at least if you, if you go, if I don't bring the one in, I don't have to worry about the one out. Maybe that's a way to use the rule as far as stopping the one ends in the first place. Anyway, thoughts around the one in one out rule. Maybe just sort of reframe it in a way where you don't feel so much pressure about, I just, I don't know where the things I need to get rid of are right now. And that's okay. I'm going to stop there because it's gotten to be a long one, but I did want to say thanks again for all the recent reviews. If you're enjoying this podcast and you can look down and just hit the five stars. That would be amazing. I'd be super grateful. If you want to write a review, I love to get them, love to hear them and appreciate that as well. If you want to reach out to me and get in touch, you can go to the website, joylovinghome.com. You can email me, joylovinghome at gmail.com and you can reach out to me via Instagram. I am at joylovinghome there as well. Until next time, continue to choose joy. Joy.